Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. Hi, I felt led to write books of the Bible in smaller chunks. You can find what I've put on the website for books of the Bible in smaller chunks at https colon double backslash Bible in smaller chunks, no spaces, B-I-B-B, I'm start again, https colon double backslash B-I-B-L-E-I-N-S-M-A-L-L-E-R chunks, C-H-U-N-K-S dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. I felt led to write this particular project of books of the Bible in smaller chunks. God had it on my heart and the idea was that because I love reading the Bible so much and, and I read it every day and then when I finish reading the Bible from cover to cover I start again and I just really get so much out of it that I can apply to my life even thinks some of these things a couple thousand years ago would still apply to my life but there are times where it does course it doesn't always but sometimes I get personal things or I understand more about what's happened in history what's happened in the past but the thing is is God had it on my heart that this world is busy and not everybody has time to sit down and be very much of the Bible on a daily basis and that this might make it easier for people to read so yeah idea of it was it's going to be books of the Bible in smaller chunks and I thought it was that there's supposed to be less of it and, and most often there is less than originally was in the Bible but the thing I've come to find out is that the, I mean I started writing in one way and then there was some really complicated information in one of the books of the Bible and and I haven't gotten that many of the books of the Bible written yet. It takes me some time to go through and write it and then type it and do all of that. So there are only a few on there right now. I do it as I can. It's a work in progress. A labor of love, actually. Anyway, the thing is, there was something very complicated for me to understand. And I had a hard time grasping it. I mean, I understood what it meant, but it was hard, you know to get my mind around it and how to say it in a way that other people could understand. And then God had it on my heart. It's a Bible passage that says he's not the God of confusion. And I kept thinking about that. And then he had this idea of putting it in a table. And so there's a chunk, you know, like less than a paragraph. And in, the par in, in, a, in one line and then, then a less than a paragraph in the next line and so on. But when I went back and read it, because it was actually doing it for me at that point. It made so much sense. It was very clear and it seemed, had seemed like an overwhelming concept. And, and I, I didn't know how to explain it so other people would understand. But when it was in that format of the table, it was really easy to understand. I mean, remarkably easy, like, oh, I would never have figured that would make that big of a difference, but it really did. So I think that has more to do with the books of the Bible in smaller chunks than even the amount being reduced. But still, the, I am open to reducing the amount when God has it on my heart, which leads me to, being, to telling you that I'm ever mindful of Revelation 
chapter 22, verses 18 through 19. It says not to add to or take away anything from the Bible, which was a little bit scary because how am I supposed to make the books of the Bible in smaller chunks? And I was very prayerful about it, but God had it on my heart that he wanted me to do this. He'd show me how, and he has shown me so many things. Um, in doing this, I always attempt anything that I'm doing related to this with lots and lots of prayer. I also use the King James Version of the Bible. I use BibleGateway.com and BibleHub.com and other Bible resources as needed. Um, some of the ways that the amount is reduced on most of, in most of the chapters is by using contractions, writing numbers instead of writing the numerals, instead of writing the words out for the numbers, using the ampersand and sign instead of writing it, sometimes by combining, condensing, and compressing similar words. Sometimes it's by not putting in repetitive information that doesn't change the meaning. Sometimes repetitive information has additional meaning with it, and that's in there. But if it doesn't change the meaning, then I will not put it in again. But in doing so, that alters the verse numbering. So you'll find that I give you a range of verse numbers. Like today, this topic is Power of Babel on Language Confused although it may cover other things, but that's what I labeled it. And it's over Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 32. And Genesis is the first book of Moses called Genesis. Um, the thing is, the vast majority of all the pertinent things in that chapter should be that were on my heart are within this today's podcast. But the thing is, is, that um, I, I just give you the range instead of telling you the exact numbers. So I don't say it's verse three, verse four, verse five. I just give you the range of numbers. Now, also some other things that I do is at times I will paraphrase things. I also will put within brackets who's speaking and who's being spoken to because quite often in the Bible, there are verses that say he and him within the same verse, and you don't know who's speaking and who's spoken to. So I think that's important information for you. And also, I will put in brackets at times background information or other information with more current terms or things that add clarity or meaning to it. Also, you will see sometimes a red star, and that's foretelling of something that's going to happen in the future and then when and when I write what it is sometimes I do and sometimes I don't I will put within brackets that information but also when the wording is in red that is speaking of Jesus's things that Jesus said anyway so let's start with Genesis 11 verses 1 through 32 the whole earth had one language and one speech. They journeyed from the east and found a plain in the land of Shinar and lived there. They decided, within brackets I have together, to make and bake bricks and use slime for mortar to build themselves a city and a tower whose top might reach to the heavens and to make a name for themselves. Lest we are scattered over the face of the earth. The Lord came down to see the city and tower which the children of men 
built and said, within brackets, I have since. The people are, are one and with all one language. And if they begin to do this, nothing they imagine will be, I have in brackets, the word impossible for them. Let us go down there and confuse their language so that they might not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth, and they, within brackets, I have the word stop, building the city. It, it was called, it is called Babel or Babel, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there scattered them over the face of all the earth. This is the, and I have within brackets, the word genealogy of Shem. Shem was 100 years old, and I have the word fathered within brackets. They say beget and begat and begot, and I don't think that most people relate to that, so I have the word fathered. Arphaxed did two years after the flood. Arphaxed lived 32 years and fathered Salah and lived 403 years and fathered sons and daughters. Salah lived 30 years and fathered Eber and lived 403 years and fathered sons and daughters. Eber lived 34 years and fathered Peleg and lived 430 years and fathered sons and daughters. So you know every time I say fathered, I put that in there instead of the gaps and the dots. Peleg lived 30 years and fathered Rehu or Ryu, and lived 209 years and fathered sons and daughters. Ryu lived 32 years and fathered Sarug, and lived 207 years and fathered sons and daughters. Sarug lived 30 years and fathered Nahor, and Nahor lived 200 years and fathered sons and daughters. Nahor lived 29 years and fathered Terah, and lived 119 years and fathered sons and daughters. Terah lived 70 years and fathered Ab Abram, who's later called Abraham. God changed his name to Abraham at a later point. Okay, Abram, Nahor, and Terah. This is the, within brackets, I have genealogy of Terah. Terah fathered Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Haran fathered Lot. Haran died before his father, Terah, in his native land, Ur, his native land, Ur of the Chaldeans. Then Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai. Later, God changed her name to Sarah. And the name of Nahor, I just put that in. Okay. The name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, who was also the father of Ishkah. But Sarah was, Sarai was barren and she had no child. Terah took his son, Abram, and his grandson, Lot, and the son of Haran, who was deceased, and his father-in-law, Sarah, who, his daughter-in-law, Sarai, and I have within brackets, who was his son, Abram's wife. And they went out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan, and they came to Haran, a city, and dwelt there. So Terah lived 205 years and died in Haran. The next podcast will cover Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 20, and the Topic title I have is the Lord directs Abram to move and the Lord promised to Abram. Please share this with others. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.